Empire. You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. Listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, Will T, and Ray Jeezy. We are part of Empire Media at EmpireMedia.com. What's going on, fellas? Everything's copacetic, man. I survived the uh, the winter storm that that was forecasted over the weekend. <laughs> going to the grocery store, no chicken, no no nothing. <laughs> substance there. Terrible. That's I was coming back from PA. I went to PA. I went to Allentown. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was it? It was cool. It's quiet. It's different from here. <laughs> you, went, you went skiing? No. Uh, my girl, She's uh she moved to Allentown, so I went to spend time with her. Wow, that's nice. You look at you, romantic <laughs> Not just all sports with you. And social media. Hey, have a hey. Hey, yo, to, to quote my homie Ray Jeezy, I'm growing up, right, Ray? I'm growing up. I'm, I'm changing. I'm evolving. The Ray's Ray's, I know. I think, I think Ray got kicked off, bro. I think he did. I think he did. But yeah, Will T, I'm evolving. Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you're evolving. Um, glad to hear that you know you made it back home safely. Yeah. But let's get this thing started. You know it, bro. All right, so Empire. Empire Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Conn Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Conn, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. You can subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. I think Ray is back. This show can be found on... <laughs> oh, you're, you're back. He's back. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what happened. My bad. This show can be found on podcast DC, the new local app, 100 options, and oh, food and health in the DMV region. Download the podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content. My bad, Will. <laughs> don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Hey, Will, see, see what I did there? Did you see what I did there? I learned from last week. Yeah, you gave me a part. I appreciate that, man. Exactly, man. And also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports blog, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. All right, here's what we have on tap. We'll talk about possible quarterback options for the Washington football team that we saw over the playoff weekend. That was Wild Card Weekend. Play-by-play voice of the Washington football team, Brand Weinstein, will join the show. At 8.25, we'll debate whether the Washington Wizards should start Thomas Bryant. At 8.35, we'll talk NFL playoffs. Finally, we'll talk about University of Maryland assistant basketball coach Bruce Shingler being suspended after a prostitution bust. But right now, we have play-by-play voice of the Washington football team and founder of Empire Media. Brand Weinstein is on the line. What's happening, Brand? What's up, guys? How are you? We're good. We're good. We're good. I'm doing, man. Football season's over. Feels like <laughs> like it's like a it, it it's like a bear, and then it's gone, and then I miss it. So nice. like it finally hit me this past weekend when we weren't playing. I'm like, oh man, I miss it. So um, what are you doing? I have one question. What, what are you doing around? I mean, do, to kind of take care, <laughs> take over that time. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I slept for a week. You know, I still got my radio shows. I'm still doing that, but I slept for a week in the mornings and, you know, did not spend my evenings watching film of the Bears. So, you know, <laughs> so things have lightened up a little bit, but, you know, then I'll get bored and then I'm going to miss it. And it's the offseason is so long uh-huh. in football that I get, get, by the time spring rolls around, it's like I can't wait for it to come back. Well, Bram, I'm sorry you stuck with us and not being able to, to call a playoff game. And I'm sorry that Ryan Fitzpatrick was in Buffalo with his shirt off, which he shouldn't have been, instead of being in a Washington football team uniform starting a playoff game. But regardless, here we are. Like you said, it's the offseason. But there, there are a couple of quarterbacks, not named Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
uh, that played over the weekend that fans have linked to the Washington football team. Um, speaking of Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, would any of these quarterbacks that you see, or Russell Wilson, they, even though he didn't play this weekend, any of these guys that are being uh, mentioned under speculation to help the Washington football team, would you uh, think that they would help this team to improve at all? I think all three of them would, but I mean, like in order, you know, if I have my choice, I want Russ, obviously. I mean, the guy, you know, should have won an MVP by now. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, he's only 33. I know he didn't have a great year, but he had a weird injury with his hand. Um, and I think a reboot for him is probably happening. I mean, when he says publicly, I'm going to look into my options, it means he wants to leave. So, Ron Rivera said they're willing to pay the price this time around. Price is going to be steep to get him. Um, and But if they do get him, I think it changes everything about this team overnight. You know, like they have an MVP quarterback on this team. They haven't had that in a very long time. The other two are a different story. Um, like, I, I, Derek, Derek Carr has great numbers. Um, he hasn't won very much. And, you know, like... The good news is he's really affordable next year. And the reason why he might be available is they're changing GM, they're changing coach. He's in the last year of his contract. The last year of his contract by quarterback standards is really inexpensive. I would assume, though, that if you trade for him, and it's going to take a first-round pick, maybe two, um, and that's a lot for a guy who hasn't won very much, and you got to extend his contract, you're, you're kind of hitching your wagon to a reboot for him is going to make him better in terms of results. And, you know, I think that's a wing and a prayer a little bit. And with Garoppolo, like, I think the skill set on cars better, but Garoppolo wins a lot. So you got to figure out, like, you know, is he lucky? Is it him? Has he been on good teams? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Cause man, he tried to give away that Dallas game the other day. Sure did. So, but he won, you know, and like the guy was in the Super Bowl two years ago. So there's something about him, you know, that, you know, and I think he'd be an upgrade too for them. Um, and he clearly wouldn't cost the same as Carr or Russ. So it's the real question to pay, is Russ really willing to come here? And if he's not, then do you really want to pay the price to get Garoppolo or Carr if they are available? And I think the latter, Garoppolo will be. It's going to be Trey Lance's team next year. All right. You are listening to the Urban Sports Team, part of Empire Media. That's empiremedia.com. We're talking with play-by-play voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein. Bram, I have a question for you. Being that Coach Rivera is on year three of his rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it, how much is too much uh, capital or asset to bring in one of these guys? See, that's the question of the year, honestly. Like, last year they said they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to pay the price for Stafford, which ended up being, in my opinion, too high. But, like, I guess we'll see. If they win a Super Bowl, then, you know, then they're right. They, three first-round picks for Matthew Stafford who never won a playoff game. Like, for Washington, they're looking at this going, our team's not ready for that. all these assets. And we have a really good quarterback, but a new complete team, we don't want to do it. And the million-dollar question this year is, do you think the roster is that much better than it was a year ago you are willing to pay that kind of price to get that kind of quarterback. And I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is they are outwardly saying that they feel like they have to. So they're feeling the pressure of year three. They're feeling the pressure of two straight under 500 seasons. They're feeling the pressure of getting a, you know, a contending type quarterback here and taking their chances with it. And this is what they're going to do. So I think we all got to, now, like, can they can they get the guy they want? That's a whole other story. Like, just saying you're willing to pay the price, it doesn't mean Russ is going to want to come here or Deshaun's going to want to come here. So mm-hmm. I, I think this is going to be a very interesting few weeks for sure. Okay, let's let's flip the scenario. Let's say that they, they, Washington isn't able to get one of these veteran quarterbacks. They, and you mentioned it, that Ron Rivera, although he missed his first year, he's coming off of two sub-500 uh, season. Does Ron Rivera have enough goodwill to draft a rookie quarterback and not make the progress on the field, mean, meaning uh, above 500 this year with the owner, you know, with the ownership? I'm not going to say being in flux, but Dan Snyder being away from the day-to-day operation. So I'd like to think that he has more time than, than year three. 
But if the record goes the wrong way, like if they don't at least get back to like seven, eight, nine wins, I think like then, then he's going to be in trouble. Um, you know, again, like this is without knowing what happens. Like if they have the same amount of injuries that they had this past year or the COVID stuff comes back and, it, you know, brutalizes their roster like it did in December, you know, there's some of this stuff was a little out of his control and you can't kind of really believe it's hard to answer that question without knowing what happens next year, I don't think that they would walk away from him in year three if he does end up drafting a rookie quarterback. But if they have a really bad season, like they have like a Giants-like season, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know like I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what will happen. I don't expect that to happen. Like I feel like I mean, people are going to think I'm being a homer about this. Like I like what he's building. I really do. You know, I don't like how they started their season. I thought they were off way too slow. I thought it took them too long to react to the defense playing as poorly as it did. Once it did come around, you saw the potential, and they are limited in certain spots, specifically quarterback. And, you know, I think some unfortunate things happened to them in December that kind of left them in a position with they won't against Dallas or Philadelphia. And so it just kind of ruined their season, but the hole was too deep to overcome it. You know, assuming they have a little better luck next year and similar things don't happen again, I think they're getting better. I think their roster's working deeper. I do think they're a you know a high level, probably having different outcomes. So I'd like to be optimistic about it that we're not even going to need to have this conversation. But you know, this has been a organization that has not given people a lot of time previously, and if things stay stagnant or really go the wrong way, I really don't know what the answer to that is. So, Ryan, I have a quick question. So, what, realistically speaking, you know, a lot of names have been thrown out there, you know, drafting the quarterback, um, you know, getting Deshaun Watson, Russell Russell Wilson, it's the quarterbacks like Garoppolo or also, um, um, what's the, sorry, um, or Derek Carr. What, what's more realistic? Like, what's a real, to you, who, who is, what is so, what situation more realistic? So I think it's more realistic that they sign a free agent and draft a quarterback okay. personally, uh-huh. but that's not, you know, that's, that's not, not going to happen this way. It's just, it's just so easier said than done. Like uh-huh. we're sitting there talking about people that are on other teams. We don't even know if they're going to be traded. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's, that's problem. Is Derek Carr actually available? Like, we don't know that. Uh-huh. Like is Russell Wilson, is he actually available or is he just playing the field a little bit here? Yeah. And then like, if he is, is he telling Seattle I'll only go to certain places and Washington's not on that list? Like, we don't know the answer to that. Like, I, you know, I'd like to see them, you know, go after Sean, assuming that the legal stuff gets behind him. But like, does he want to play here? Like, I don't know. So these are the things that you don't know the answer to. What I do to make a concerted effort to try to get one of those guys and short of that happening then I think it's plan B and plan B is likely another, not Fitzpatrick, one who's in an affordable range and probably their first round pick on a quarterback. I had one idea today just, and it's only, and it's probably preposterous and it's probably not going to happen. Go for it. But I would be watching, well, I'd be watching really closely what's going on in Chicago, to be honest with you. Like whoever the GM and the coach are, they didn't draft Justin Fields and they're going to come in there and Russell Wilson said last year he would go to Chicago, and they had trade talks with them about that. If the new GM and coach come in and say they'd rather get Russell Wilson and they could do that, what happens with Fields? Like, does Seattle want him? And if they don't, is he available? And I got to tell you, like, I'm all in for that. Like, I saw enough of him to go, you want to give like give up our first-round pick for him over the other quarterbacks coming out, take a chance on him? I'm in for that. So if like I want to watch things like that too, like Dusty Fields just got drafted by a group of people that aren't there anymore. So I don't know what's going to happen, and I want to watch what happens with him. Hey, Bram, a throwback uh, Tuesday, so to speak. I'm about to throw out here. Kirk Cousins is on the block from what we're hearing, although he's being linked to the Broncos. No. He said no. <laughs> no. Quick, Bram said that quick. No. And oh. <laughs> Look, now, I mean, look. You watch Heineke one, this season. There's, come on. there's no chance on earth he wants to come back here. If he does, he's a masochist. Like, like there's no <laughs> he wants to come back here. But like, you know, the other, the real problem, the real problem with Kirk actually is oh, man. that contract. I don't, how, how in the world Minnesota's going to move that contract? 
he's owed $45 million guaranteed next year. There's nobody could put that. I mean, Washington could put that on their cap. Why would they? You know, like, why would they? Then you got to extend them. And I really think, like, listen, you want to, like, the problem if you don't get rusts or that the fan base is, like, pumped about, you know, and thinks, like, everything's going to be great, is if you go get someone like this, I think you perceptually there's going to be a lot of people that are like, why'd you do that? We don't think he's that good. That's, you know, and then if it does fail, you're putting your jobs on the line for it. So like, like last year in hindsight, now knowing what we know in hindsight, I actually think it would have been, if this is all hindsight cause he got hurt. But like in hindsight, if you were going to take a run with Trubisky, this past season was the year to do that because if it didn't work out with him and he's on a one-year deal, so what? You're in the same boat. Now, let's just say you like him, right? If you do sign him, there's going to be a group of people that go, he's not good, failed in Chicago, nobody likes mm-hmm. him, and if he does really great, then you look smart. And if he doesn't do well, people are like, I tried to tell you from the beginning, don't get that guy. So that's the problem. And I think we're I think too many fans would be like, what? You know, like, they did that. <laughs> and, and honestly, I don't blame them. You know, like, it's not that Kirk's bad. Like, honestly, like, Kirk or Derek Carr, it's the same guy to me, honestly, other than Kirk has a history here. And it's not a it, – it didn't end well them. And Bruce Allen mispronounced his name. And the whole thing's ridiculous, really. <laughs> so it's like, I, I don't think we're going back there. That ain't the ex-girlfriend you want to date again. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I'm yeah. like beggars can't be choosers, though. We've been dealing with Heineke and company. Like, <laughs> I mean, I hear you. You know, you know, the funny part is, too, you, know, you want to hear the, the craziest part about it, too, is I actually thought Taylor had a great season. You know, honestly, he has not played very much. Like, he's inexperienced. He's been out of the league. I thought he played really well. And it, it, the timing was different. And they weren't heading into year three. And they didn't have two under 500 seasons. I actually think, like, people would have looked at him a little bit differently, but the pressure's just ramped up, and he's getting sucked up into it, and he's going to be a backup now. But, you know, I, I really think, like, what's being overlooked here is, is he played well. Like, he did not play poorly. And I think that's, that's really too bad. Because I think if he was a different time, a different place, uh, you know, with a little more patience, I actually think they would have at least said, you know what, we're going to let you compete with somebody else because of what we saw this year. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brad. Whatever you're drinking, though, I want to endorse uh, Here's the thing. I will, I, will say, I will say this. What's the last quarterback that you can think of outside of Kirk that this franchise had, maybe Roberts, that has looked like a franchise quarterback? I'm talking about going back to Gus Perot. Okay. Like, it has been forever. I'll, I'll, so, I, if the list is short, I'll give them to you. The list is short. Okay. Robert Griffin III for about 12 weeks. Uh-huh. Then he got hurt. Yeah, that dude That dude was Haley's Comet. Like, don't even, don't even <laughs> try to pretend that you were not excited about that dude. That I guy was, looked I crazy was. for like 12 weeks. And then uh, the other one is the one they blew it with, which is Brad Johnson. Yes. They blew it with I, Brad I agree. Johnson. I agree. Okay. They did. They, they did. blew it with him. They with had him. I'll he wanted to one. be here, yeah. and they screwed it up. With they Jeff George, right? Up, because of Jeff they George, They went right? and brought in Jeff George, uh-huh. forced yep. Jeff George to play over him, and then he left and won a Super Bowl somewhere else. They blew it with him. Yeah, I'll give you Brad. Brad was Brad was. It's the short list. <laughs> then you got to go back. Yeah, then you got to go back to Joe Sides, Mark Rippin. <laughs> Ray would say Kerry Conklin or something like that. Kerry Conklin or, or something. I'm just saying we, we need Humphreys a franchise too. quarterback in Washington. I'm not a Washington fan, but I'm saying we, as as a <laughs> as a, uh, a a native Washingtonian, we need to have. A franchise quarterback here. I watched Joe I agree. weekend. I'm like, dang, that's not fair, man. <laughs> you know, but unfortunately, as we're talking about this franchise with all of the news and, and just the culture that has been established over the years that Ron is trying to clean up, which he's struggling with, by the way, it's not looking good for them to bring in a, a big time name. So we'll see what happens. But, um, Wole, sorry. Don't, don't do that. Don't do, don't do me that way, bro. Don't do that. I'm the only Washington football yeah, team fan. Question. Oh, I, I do I got that. Oh, I, oh, yeah, I do want to get that in. So, I mean, we've named a lot of quarterbacks. But in terms of the fit, like, you mentioned Justin Fields. And I'm thinking to myself, could Scott Turner win with, win with Justin Fields? Like, I'm trying to really think about the coordinator-quarterback combination. Because we've seen this, like, 
Matthew Stafford couldn't win a playoff game, then you team him up with Sean McVay and Kevin O'Connell. Um, Derek Carr, I mean, you, you look at uh, Jimmy Garoppolo getting teamed up with Kyle Shanahan. Could could Jimmy Garoppolo win elsewhere with a with a coordinator or an offensive mind not as good as a shot as a Kyle Shanahan? Now we're talking about this situation where you know a lot of people have stated that. Scott Turner could be a you know a genius. I, I'm not gonna go there because I'm not. If you listen to the show, you know I'm not the biggest Scott Turner fan. But finding a quarterback that meshes with him could like which quarterback do you see? Is it a Justin Fields? Is it obviously you could you would think a Russ would automatically fit in because Russ is just Russ. But which quarterback would work best with with a Scott Turner? I mean, Russell Wilson's gonna work with anybody. Exactly. I mean, he's just he's, he's that kind of player. Mm-hmm. So like that's hard to. I mean, we get someone like him, you know, I, I, I think it's, that's a different story. Definitely. Um, but, but here's what I know they want. They want a mobile quarterback. Okay. Um, you know, Fields fits that mold, uh-huh. obviously. Like, I, I think, you know, they don't want a, you know, just a, they don't want Jalen Hurts. You know, they want somebody who can, they want somebody who can move but also can throw. And that's hard to find, but that's modern. And to your question of, like, I think what you're asking is, do you, do I think he's doing a good job? <laughs> I want, and and, I didn't, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say I it. I didn't want to put you out there. I didn't want to put okay. you out there. <laughs> All right. Well, again, and I know you, I know you're laughing this off, but go look at Taylor Heineke's numbers uh-huh. and then tell me, you know, in just in general, what you think about him in terms of just like the ability to ascend to a franchise quarterback yeah. and tell me he had a bad season because he didn't like, so yeah. like some of that credit has to go to Turner. And frankly, when they were on their four-game win streak, mm-hmm. I thought he was, like, the biggest MVP okay. of the whole thing. He I had agree. He cocked an offense that had them, like, winning tight. They had the best for six weeks, six weeks running in the league. Yeah. They had the best metric in time. That had a ton to do with the defense got better yeah. and a ton to do with Scott Turner had gamed up an offense that worked and worked to the point where they had long drives consistently. I, ran I, like, the ball. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I've done a good job. I think they got dealt a very, dip, very difficult hand this year. Uh-huh. And, you know, you tell me the other team that lost their starting quarterback in quarter two of game one yeah. and was playing with a guy who was in business school a year ago and that they were actually in the playoff hunt until Coven ruined their roster. I mean, like, honestly, I thought, I thought he did a pretty good job. And think about all the other injuries they had. McKissick, Logan Thomas, Brandon Sheriff, mm-hmm. all the movement on the offensive line. I don't know. Like, I actually think Curtis Samuel never played. Like, I actually think considering the hand he got, I thought Scott did a very good job this year. I will say this, though, about the Scott thing. I do agree with you about the four-game winning streak, but I do think after the four when he when he played against – when they played the Cowboys, he went a different route uh, after the four-game winning streak. Like, yeah, it was you. like – You know what? Listen, it was like, okay, I'm going to throw the ball a bit more. those games – the timing of those games, honestly, like if you did, you think they were winning either one? No, no, I wasn't. It wasn't about the win. It wasn't about win and loss. It was about because I was. I'm a, I'm a fan of what he did in that four game win streak. Like Ray can attest to this. I've been crying for that type of play, that type of style since week one because of the mm-hmm. quarterbacks. I thought that that's the best way to win football games. I think a lot of coordinators try to try to out scheme things and try to make things more complicated in terms of showing they can pass the football. But I felt like how this team was constructed. With the talent that they have, and the, they don't have that guy at the quarterback position that can just air it out. So I was like, that that no, that winning that that style is Joe Gibbs ish. Like that's what Coach Gibbs would do with certain quarterbacks. He would do that cert, that yeah. same type of style, winning the time of possession, limited turnovers. That was Joe Gibbs style of football. After that, after the after the after the Raiders game, yeah, it was the Raiders after the Raiders game and that Cowboys game? It was like he went back to what he did prior to the four game winning streak. And that was my issue. It's like a lot of coaches' offensive minds, and you see it even with Kellen Moore with the Dallas Cowboys, when, when they're trying to show that they can, they can scheme up things like a Kyle, like a Kyle Shanahan or like a, a Sean McVay. They tend to try to overdo it rather than going to what actually worked and was running the football, winning time possession, and limit your quarterbacks from trying to make, trying to try to be the, make the wild play like an Aaron Rodgers where he's not an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, listen, I hear you. Uh, the only thing I would say about the Dallas games were, and you have to remember that this was happening, they got three defensive linemen back healthy the uh-huh. week before they played them. Uh-huh. Washington was missing so many people, they got overwhelmed, and they literally couldn't run anything. So, like, I just, 
the timing of those Dallas games could not have been worse, honestly, in my opinion. Like, and I know that sounds like I'm making an excuse, but like, I, I will, I will not make an excuse for them for the way they played in the first half of the season. But the two Dallas games and the first Philly game, I will. Like, I don't think they were going to win any of them. Like, I just think just because of circumstances. Yeah. And they had eight million injuries, and Dallas was peaking and getting people back healthy. It was just, it was a bad cocktail, man. Like, it added up to, they were not going to win. And the fact that they were even close in that first Dallas game is just a testament to their resilience. Otherwise, it could have been two 56 to 14 games, frankly, really, against them. All right, Bram, um, I'm going to get you out of here on this one last question. Oh, I, I think Ray may have a question after me. But we, 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 we talked through scenarios of possible of a rookie quarterback or bringing in um, a veteran quarterback through free agency. What if both of those scenarios fail and they have to go with Heineke? With Heineke's salary, I think it's 1.5 against the cap next year. What can this team do to help elevate his play next year if he's the guy? Oh, I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I just don't think that's going to happen. Like, I think if they can't make a trade, they're either signing a free agent and for some reason they can't find the free agent they want pretty limited this year. I think you can bet on them drafting a quarterback in the first round, either at 11 or moving up. Like, I don't see a scenario by which we don't have a new quarterback here that is likely the starter. So, I mean, we could revisit this in the spring if that doesn't happen, but I will be in shock if after the draft they've not upgraded the position whatsoever. Like, I know they're going to. It's just a matter of how. Okay. All right, Bram, I've enjoyed you on the show, and I heard everything you're saying about injuries and all. But up the street, up 95 in Baltimore, they had, I feel like, a worse situation injuries-wise, quarterbacks, COVID. They lost all their running backs, and yet they seem to compete at a higher level than Washington. So what's the difference? Is it the coaches there that are better, or is it just that Washington just wasn't prepared to deal with the injuries because they thought they would have a certain group going into the season. What playoff game did Baltimore play in? Did I miss it? I must have missed that. When did that happen? Was it Saturday or Sunday? I don't remember. Okay, so what were, what was the Ravens record? That's that's my question. I don't remember. Eight and nine, nine and eight. I think they were like eight and nine. Were they eight and nine? The Ravens were eight and nine. Eight and they nine. were eight and nine. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and Ben Roethlisberger play quarterback the other day because <laughs> didn't they lose to him? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> they didn't lose. Yeah, they, didn't lose like, <laughs> they didn't lose like Washington lost to Dallas. And, and I, I feel like the Ravens compete at a higher level than Washington did with all the stuff they went through, and they, and they were actually leading their division at one point with all the injuries. Uh-huh. And then they lost a lot of games. I mean, they weren't anymore. They ended up in third place. Oh, see, hold on. You can give Scott Turner credit for a four-game winning streak, but you're not going to respect what Harbaugh did for, for the beginning, for the first half of the season? Come on, man. I love Harbaugh. But it's okay. I, I do. I love Harbaugh. He's, he's a great coach. I love Lamar. I, love I Lamar. you know, I, you know, they had a ton of injuries, just like Washington did, and it ruined their season. I'm not surprised it ruined their season. I don't know. Like, Baltimore's culture is better. It's Baltimore. It's Baltimore. Their culture is better. They have more of a winning culture. We already know it. It is what it is. It's Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> it's, infor- it's unfortunate, but it's the- it is. They've been winning for like how many years now? Washington aspires to have an organization like Baltimore, to be honest with you. It just it is what it is. Not this year. What playoff game were they in? I'm what? just saying in general, man. You know, that's, you know, it, it's, you still build, even when like, all right, so this is a situation like Washington for years, if they had. Due to, due to the fact that they're they're in in the past, they've been losing football games left and right, and so when you yeah. hit adversity, you're you gonna go. It's gonna be hard to overcome it. Now, if you're a winning football team, you can adjust to it better. Like Baltimore was hit real hard. You lost your franchise quarterback. Like the dude is is your offense. Like basically, Lamar jo- Lamar Jackson is your overall offense. Like what he does, no one can do, and you have to game plan right. throughout for all of that. So it's just like Michael Vick when he was in Atlanta. Like you, if Michael Vick was out there offense, it's not the same. It's not the same Atlanta offense. So the same thing for this situation where, but even with that said, because of what they have built 
over the years, they're able to deal with it a little bit better. So I'm saying I don't compare Baltimore mm. to Washington because Baltimore has already created a blueprint and an organizational model of winning football games, even though they're missing players. Washington is trying to aspire to be that way. Therefore, like, so down the road, hopefully, if Rivera does things the right way and can build a winning culture, that if they lose bodies, next man mentality will work out better for that for the Washington football team. Or whatever name they're going to be um, in February. Right. Just, real quick, <laughs> did you have it in front of you? Uh, what was their record in the second half of the season, Baltimore's? Baltimore. Which one do y'all have that in front of yeah. me? Because I don't. I'm not going to lie. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> All you're going to see is L-L-L-L-L-L. Oh, what you're okay. going to see. And you're I, sitting I here explaining to me how great they are when they I, lose every game they played. The but no, but you know, but you know, they were two, two or seven down the stretch. They were two or oh, seven over the second half of the season. Right, but name the score. Right, right. Baltimore. Right. They know what they're doing. Going two and seven. But look, but look, but look, 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 Brian, but 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 also, and and what the scores? Though, I mean, still a loss is a loss. I'm not. I yes. get what you're saying. But in those games, they're competitive throughout. They're not getting blown out they're when you're cold. losing Lamar. You lost Lamar, like. Look at Washington. We're complaining about losing Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, you're losing Lamar Jackson okay. throughout the seat. That's hard. You, okay, let me give you an example. All right, uh-huh. fine. Did you think we don't compete hard? Okay. Not we compete went hard. to Philadelphia. But it, okay, this has made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We went to Philadelphia on a Tuesday yeah. without half of our roster. I thought it was good. That was preseason nice. secondary. Yeah. And a quarterback who had been here for two days. Yeah. And okay, in the I'll fourth give you that quarter, one. we were down by one score. Definitely. Down. I agree. I'm not. I'm not. See, I'm not saying that we don't compete. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that in Baltimore, I'm, not, I'm a Washington fan. I grew up. A, I'm, I'm a diehard Washington fan. I'm the homer of the of the group. What I'm saying is that if you're looking at what Baltimore, it's easier for Baltimore to overcome something like that because of what they built. Washington, I'm not. It's not about playing hard or whatnot. The next man mentality is easier for Baltimore because all they like they, they're breeding something different. They've been doing that for a while. It's just like, for instance, before. You know, this Tom Brady, but the New England way. <clears throat> like, they would lose bodies and always bring in somebody to kind of work, play hard, and they would always be, they would always compete. Even the year they lost Tom Brady, Matt Castle went 11 and 5. So I'm just saying, like, like Washington, they're aspiring to have that consistent, um, that kind of consistency when they do lose bodies. They'll still be able to compete in football, um, football games. We're not getting blown out by getting blown like 50 something to 14. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, I think what you're, I think what you're trying to say. Did you have, did you have a score in front of you? What was the score of the Bengals game late in the season? Oh, that was a hey, okay, you know what? I like Jamar the Chase, man. Game. That was the only game. I like Jamar Chase. That, <laughs> that was embarrassing. 41 <laughs> 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 And how many yards did Jamar Chase have in that Look, game? I know did what? Have, like, all right, 800? All right. See, you know what? You know what? He's like the new Randy Moss. See, that's not fair. You know, see, see, I see what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> it's always an excuse. Listen, I don't disagree with you that Baltimore's had a lot more success than Washington. Yeah. And Washington aspires to have the consistency they do. Yeah. You're picking a really bad year to give it a chance. Because Baltimore, just like Washington uh, in December, when it mattered, got blown out by the division champion. All I'm saying, all I'm saying, I know, you know what? Brand you got it. I ain't messing with you today. <laughs> I right. watch too much of this. You shouldn't talk to me about these. Things. <laughs> I ain't messing with you, Brand. Yeah, you know what? I, I can tell. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna be able to crack that egg. Brand, thanks for joining. <laughs> I love that you want to die on the hill of two and seven is something to be proud of. Like that's amazing. No. That's, no, that's okay. Amazing. But if you, if you look at the Steelers' loss, they lost by one. They lost to the Packers by one. They went for two at the end. They lost to the Rams by one. Again, like they they they're comp- they they could have won. Uh-huh. They should have won two of those games right there. Go for but two. It, yeah, you like, know what? A loss, a loss. Yeah, lost, a loss, lost, a loss. So. I'm not I'm not going hard for it. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> this has been fun though. I ain't gonna lie. Like I said, this has been fun. I'm not going yeah, to Of course. <laughs> I, I love the, I, I love the debate. I didn't expect it. I thought you were going to agree with me. I, I, I know. Me too. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to agree with us too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, listen, I think Baltimore runs a very good program up there. I think they had a lot of injuries. They have a lot of excuses this year. But if the argument is, like, when they lose people, they play harder than Washington, that didn't happen this year. So, I don't uh, know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you just right. mentioned they lost to, they lost to Pittsburgh. Did you see Ben Roethlisberger play? Look, man, he literally he's, can't I, play I mean, anymore. Oh, yeah. oh, hold on. You just said Philly went to the playoffs. You said 
Pittsburgh was a playoff team. They were a playoff team because they beat the Ravens. <laughs> Just like Philly was a playoff team. Because they beat oh, I do have a question because you know what you said about Scott Turner. I do want to. I do have this one question. I feel like this segment is going way too long, but I do have this question. I do have a question though. So, uh, all right. So Scott Turner, good. right? All right. Could Scott Turner win with Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Do you think we can win with Jalen? Do you Dude, like Jalen Hurts? No, no, I, no I, I, I'm not a big Jalen Hurts fan. I'm, he got to the playoffs okay. though. Can Scott turn him with Jalen Hurts? That's what I, that's what I want to know. I want to know no, the level. No, of what I don't people think th- so. I think I, I want to give Philadelphia uh, yeah. credit. I think they did the best with what they had. Okay, okay. Like I think they they constructed something that worked for them until Hurts got hurt, and then yeah. he wasn't the trigger man anymore. We saw this actually in the Eagles game. He wasn't running very much anymore. Like their run game was unstoppable when he was doing that zone read stuff, uh-huh. but he was keeping it. He stopped keeping it when he played us because he had been injured. Uh-huh. And that was, like, obvious. Yeah. And so, like, it's, but I would just say this. Like, you saw it against Tampa. Yes. Throw the ball to win in the NFL. He can't throw on the run accurately. And, I, I mean, I just – I don't see – I personally don't see him as a quarterback in the NFL. I think he's I think he's a really good backup. I think he's – you know, like if he was the backup in Baltimore, I actually think you, they would have had a different outcome, honestly, this year probably. Like if he replaced, like he'd be perfect for that offense, like perfect. So, like, no. But I'm also, I don't think Washington would be interested in him because they want someone who's an uh, accurate passer. Uh-huh. That's not him. Definitely. I mean, not at this point. It doesn't mean he can't be. Like Josh Allen was an unbelievably inaccurate passer early in his career, too, and somehow he became accurate. So, I'll put out the possibility that Jalen Hurts can become that, but until I see it, no, I agree. I'm not interested. No, I'm not, know, I'm, not Hurts, I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts uh, fan, but I'm always interested because the Eagles were able to get to the postseason and they got on a winning streak with them. I, so, they, like the coach, I, I'm like you, I give the coaching staff a lot of credit. But, hey, um, Bram, before I let you go, how can our, our listeners um, catch you on social media? Oh man, you guys got me riled up. Tonight. <laughs> oh, uh, and I thought we were gonna have a nice, calm conversation. Uh, you can read real brand W, and then uh, you know I have my radio show on ESPN six thirty AM from three to six weekdays. And now, oh God, I topic for tomorrow. I get to ask the question. Awesome, see, we respect Baltimore for hanging tough, but losing every game they Bram, play. This is dope, no, Bram. Look, we got it. Give us a shout out. Give us a shout out. Yeah, I know. Just give us a shout out too, man. You know, just let them know that hey, I give you we guys shout outs all the time. I love you guys. I love you, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, thanks, Bram. Appreciate you being on. All right, guys. See all right. See Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, that was dope. All should right. Washington Wizards center Thomas Bryant, should he start? How do we go on from this? Oh, no, man. We'll discuss this <laughs> after the break. <laughs> you listen to the Urban Sports say. <laughs> yeah, D. Deuces. Listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Will T, Wole, and, Ray, and, uh, and myself, Ray Jeezy, part of Empire Media at AmpireMedia.com. We got to rush through this stuff, man. We had a, like a heated discussion with Brand Weinstein. All right, so yesterday <laughs> we did, Joe. I was like, bro, I had so much I wanted to say. I, I had to stop, man. But he did it real, real talk, though, real quick uh, before we get into the segment. Like, indirectly, he doesn't know it, but he did answer my question about Jalen Hurts because I wanted him to basically, basically saying that. They couldn't coach up 
They wouldn't coach up Jalen Hurst and win football games with Washington. They could do it in Philadelphia. That's what I, that's what I wanted to hear, and I got my answer, so I was cool. All right, yesterday on MLK Day, Washington, <laughs> Washington football, Washington, Washington football, the Washington Wizards center, uh, Thomas Bryant dropped 15 points in 16 minutes off the bench against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, the Wizards won that game 117 to 98. Should Bryant be the starting center? Ray Jeezy. I'm going to give you a quick answer because I know we're running behind. I know. No. <laughs> if, if this team under West Huntsville Jr. is going to be a, a defensive basketball team, then you continue to keep Daniel Gafford as your starting center. See, we don't want to drink the Kool-Aid because uh, Thomas Bryant, he brings extra shooting. He just, he just adds to the offense. We know that about Thomas Bryant. But the Wizards, if they're going to make a, a nice playoff run, which Bradley Beal wants, which Tommy Shepard wants to keep Bradley Beal here at an astronomical price, then you're going to want to have the ability to stop teams. Mm-hmm. And right now, with Daniel Gafford in the lineup in the middle, you have the ability to play strong defense. With Thomas Bryant, there's a, there's a drop-off defensively, but you know the boost offensively, what you need, because we know the Wizards also go and score and drop. So keep him coming off the bench. What you will. Ray, you couldn't, you couldn't have said it even, you couldn't have said it any better. Uh, I agree with you with, with this one caveat, though. Um, okay. With you know, with Thomas Bryant, in my opinion, they're more of a half-court team. Uh-huh. During the first half of the season, we saw this team, they played at their best when they're playing defensively, you know, getting stopped defensively, whether that's um, getting blocked shots with Daniel Gafford um, is is a better option, is, you know, a better rim protector. Um, also getting those, um, those loose balls, getting their hands on loose balls and getting out on the break. Um, Daniel Gafford, you know, to me, he's a guy who fits more into that into that style of play, getting up and down the court. Um, Thomas Bryant, like you said, Ray, is more of a plus offensively for this team, and that's something that they need to do. That's something they need coming off the bench. So I think um, Gafford blends in better with the first team off with the with the starters, and Thomas Bryant is a better fit coming off the bench. Yeah, any way, any way they do it, they want to, you know, split, you know, split, um, split minutes, you know, platoon that situation. I think it's a winnable, it's a winning formula for the for the uh, basketball team because you know, Tim Gafford's a better defender. Also, he's better to me. He's better on the pick and dive. Um, if you, you know, if you, if you, if Bradley, if Bradley Bills being that guy with the ball who can, you know, assist him for like a dunk. Um, and all, and also on the flip side, in terms of creating spacing. You do have um, Bryant, who can, who's able to hit the three, uh, depending on how accurate he is at the time. Well, no, but he's able to hit the three. But hey, you know what? Let's go right into football talk because again, we took so much time in talking about the Washington football team again because of the heat debate. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go into the, <laughs> we're going into the NFL playoffs. All right. Um, so other than the Raiders, Bengals, and the Cowboys, Niners games, the wild card uh, playoff games weren't really competitive. Um, Will I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on, in the wild on the wild card games? Uh, I didn't watch a lot of it. Uh-huh. Um, the only the only games I I did watch, you know, from kickoff to the end of the game was the uh, was the Dallas Cowboys game versus San Francisco Forty Nine because I thought that would be the most competitive game, and it probably was out of all of the games. Um, but it just goes, you know, you know. Um, just over, you know, you, you saw some teams who snuck into the playoffs that, you know, um, last week of the season, you know, who were completely overmatched by teams that, you know, superior in the standings. Yeah. It didn't really make for good TV, per se, yeah. in my opinion. But um, I definitely expect this upcoming week to be far more competitive than all four of those, uh, those four games to be far more competitive. Right. For me, the Buffalo game was the most entertaining. And even though it was a blowout, it was still fun to watch. You're talking about the like the way you saw the smoke coming out of the players' mouths, five degrees in Buffalo during game time. That's old school football. Will T, that's that's like you and District Heights Hilltop. Everybody out in the cold, no coat on. We out there same thing. I used to play I won't let you ain't play tackle football growing up. Oh I did. No, I did. No, I definitely did, bro. No, I whoa. 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 I played tackle football, bro. Don't do me that. Like don't yeah. And I played I played on concrete tackle football. I used to do a lot of dumb stuff growing up. 
Don't do that. That was a good one. Though. I ain't gonna lie. Soccer. That was a good one. I ain't gonna lie. That's that took me back to my childhood. Watching watching Josh Allen just have a field day playing against the New England Patriots. I mean, doing whatever he wanted. That's that's real football when it gets cold out, and that's where I feel like you're tested at. When you're, especially when you're coming from the West Coast, that's why the Raiders, I didn't think, had a chance going to, to play mm-hmm. uh, Cincinnati, leaving Vegas, leaving the warm air in Vegas, and having to, to face that cold. That's why I love, like, those old Chicago Bear games. I'm just like an old-school dude, man. I feel like that was old-school football in Buffalo. And just seeing New England get beat up like that was interesting with a rookie quarterback. However, they continue to compete. <laughs> Even though they were they were getting their butts with they continue to compete all the way to the last whistle. I love so it. I love that too. I love the thing about competing, man. This has been a dope show. Um I, for me obviously I'm petty. I'm glad the Cowboys lost. That was the greatest thing that stood out to me. You know what I mean? Like just that see off Cowboy fans. Like, <laughs> oh man, don't do that. Yeah, I'm cool with it, bro. I, I I'm gonna be me. Like it was great, you know what I mean? Because they were so confident and it was a bad matchup, you know what I mean? You knew it was a bad matchup. They were so confident that they can like beat the Niners and this, that and the other. And they lost. It was great. Also, in terms of, and I'm going to give, in terms of, like, the Tampa Bay Eagles game, that was just a bad matchup. Like, the Eagles love to run the football. That's the best way for them to win, win, to win games this season for them. And Tampa is stout in stopping the run. It was just a bad match. And then you're going against Tom Brady. It's just a bad matchup. So, <clears throat> I knew that was going to be a blowout. So, but most of them, you know, like you, like you, like we all stated, like most of the matchups because of the way some of these teams came into the postseason, some of these matchups were just bad matchups. Um, I, I was more the most entertaining game, the game I did like, I did like the Bengals Raiders game. Um, I thought you had two teams that were that played at a decent level. I don't know why people would be hating on Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr, um, he had he almost he had an MVP season before he broke his leg uh, a few years back. Um, he took the Raiders to the postseason. They were going through how much they were going through all types of BS. And he took that team to the postseason. So, like, I don't know why, especially Washington fans, how how come they, they're like Derek Carr, uh, like you have Taylor Heineke. I don't care what you talk about. Your quarterback is Taylor Heineke. Like, Derek Carr should be the first dude you want to snatch up if you could snatch him up. So, but I, I was entertained by that game. All right, so let's go. Uh, Will T, you want to do the next segment? I'm so, my bad, man. I'm still in the second. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> My part, my, my contribution, I try to contribute to the show, but, you know, Wole sometimes writes me out. Yeah, no, it's my okay. bad, bro. The division games are up <laughs> next. Which, which team should be on the upset alert? Okay. So and I'll, I'll give you the matchup for, the, for, for this coming weekend okay. in the division. Okay. Rams versus Bucks, 49ers versus Packers, Bills versus Chiefs, and Bengals versus Titans. I think the Bucks are upset alert. I think the Rams will beat the Bucks. See, I agree with you. I, I think that this is I, – I don't think that the Bucks have enough offensive firepower Agreed. Agreed. to be able to keep up with the Rams. And I think that's going to be the upset. What about There's you? two people I don't pick against, Tom Izzo and Tom Brady. <laughs> but, I agree, but I agree with you guys because I like the way – well, defensively, they look really, really good yeah. this past weekend. And if you pressure Tom Brady with the injuries to the receivers that Tom Brady, um, mainly um, Goodwin, he's out, uh-huh. bro, I do think it could be an upset, although I don't want to pick it up. I'm going back and forth. I know um, Hakun Wong is waiting for my picks to come out, so <laughs> I, got, I got to make sure I'm prepared to, to make the right choice. But, yeah, Bucks on, on that upset alert, definitely. Yeah, Packers too though. 49ers I think so tough, too. Yeah, I'm, they, I'm telling you, I agree. I think the Packers should be scared too. And Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, isn't the best in the postseason for real. Like folks don't want to talk about it, but he he looks great in the regular season. Like, he's an unbelievable. And but in the postseason, he's not like our world. He's he's decent. He's he's not horrible, but he's decent. Uh, that that's fair. And then. Uh, I think one thing you also have to take into account when the 49ers play uh, the Packers is the is the weather, right? Okay. Like I I don't know I don't know what the forecast is um, for that game, but I would imagine super cold. I heard I heard super cold. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I would imagine you know with the style of play that uh, Kyle Shanahan likes, you exactly, know, with the bro. inside outside zone cut, you know that, and you know running the ball being physical up front. It could cause some problems. It could potentially cause problems for the Packers. So, 
I think we I think we're gonna see um four extremely competitive games this weekend. Agreed. So I'm excited about that. All right. We posted this question on our social we posted the question on our social media platforms. Uh, what's the question, Wallace? No, we're, we're done with this segment, bro. We're we going to the next one, bro. Oh, we're done with the segment, segment, bro. Okay. Next All right, well, we speed through. We had to, okay, man. Well. We, you already know. We're going to what, our entertaining segment, bro. It's all on you, bro. <laughs> yeah, so, um, it's the only one way. Well, Maryland assistant coach was caught paying for Aquafina. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't we'll gotta read the lead. We ain't gotta go break. We ain't gotta go to break, bro. So we go right into it. Paused. Hey, that's not okay. Hey, I mean, hey. all right. Let's 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 get into it. Too. I mean, it seems like you know, twenty 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 one coming into twenty twenty two. You know that there's inflation. Um, a lot of things are starting to cost more from cars, food, um, houses. But it seems as if uh, Maryland assistant coach Bruce Shingler he caught a deal. And that deal that he caught got him arrested. Dateline, Largo, Maryland. Bruce Shingler was arrested <laughs> in a Holiday Inn in Largo soliciting prostitution for 80 bucks. Was that really where it was? Yeah, it was. Largo, Maryland. Largo, Maryland. Yeah. Maryland. It was. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it seems a lot of things, the price of a lot of things are going up oh, over the man, past couple of years, but it doesn't seem like that ain't going um, up. The cost of prostitutes <laughs> go up for eighty bucks. Oh yeah. That's a I feel like that's a, that's that's hard to program. Just, just during COVID alone, that's a bad look. It is, dog. It is. It is. It is, man. I feel bad for Danny man. He's trying to, you know Maryland's going through some rock um, some rocky times right now, man. Like some real tough times in Maryland. Turgeon drop you know, stop steps down. You no, know, Danny Manny has to kinda Try to carry this team, this organization. Now you got some dude that has to pay $80, $80, dollars to get his beak wet. I don't know. This is wild, man. This is wild. His <laughs> beak wet. <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, remember if you remember, um, Greg Anthony, former Nick, yeah, TNT uh, broadcaster. He was caught a couple years back in DC, yeah, with something similar. I think he was, was trying 80, to solicit for. No, I think his was a little bit more. I could do some research. You guys talk a little bit, and I'll um, do yeah, some research. Yeah, please do research. research from, I just watched, I'm just very interested. Things. Like, I mean, like, what was he? What was what site was he on? Was he on? A, I know it was a website. He was on a website from what I read. It was it plenty of fish. Yeah, evidently was he, he was. Uh, so what was this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I was talking this over with uh, someone. How can I put this delicate? Oh, no. Someone who partakes <laughs> in these types of activities. Really? Well, yeah, excuse really? me. Um, yeah, Greg Anthony, Greg Anthony was $80, too. What? I mean, damn. $80? Damn. I, I got to I mean, see. I, I, would, I would like to man, see. Man. I, mean, I mean, it is. Hey, I mean, what were they getting, though? Were they, were like, getting the whole act? I don't know. This is wild, man. This is, like, a wild discussion. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> this is wild. I mean... You know, like I, I did Google some terms. Um, oh shoot! Did some research, Google some terms. Oh shoot! <laughs> but what? Boy, I, don't what I don't think I'm going too no, far. No, you're not. No, what, what terms did you Google? Um, like, I'm interested in this, bro. Yeah, like, like um, so I, I well, I Googled and asked some friends. Uh-huh. Not a, some friends. I asked someone who's experienced. Okay, yes, you gotta uh, get. You gotta get. You gotta go that route. Need some references. Yeah, he 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 told me for eighty dollars, you it's pretty much, um, you know, it, it's a quick session. Okay. It's not a GSE, which means a girlfriend experience. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Um, I just hey, I I, I asked someone who um has experience in this. Facts. Um, hey. he said for eighty bucks, you know, it's pretty. It's it's, you know, you just go in and you handle your business, you know. Eighty dollars. Wow, man! Wow. This, this, this apparently only carries a maximum sentence of one year in prison. Um, look, he should, I but the shame, I, though. I doubt he'll get that. Me too. Um, I doubt he'll get that. And I don't think he has a register for this, does he? Nah, this ain't. No, 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 not at all. But, so, but let me let me ask you let me ask you guys this. Hold this on, let me ask you guys. Should this be illegal? No, 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 no. <laughs> You could take you could take one year in jail, but you still have to live with Damon. What? Say it again. Which one? 
All right, so I can take one year in jail. You can either one year in jail, yeah. you know, still have your job, yeah, or with the shame of being caught That's in something like shame. this and having, I'll and having your face on plastic or whatever papers on on the internet for doing this. Which one is, is worse to you, the shame oh, man. or the jail? Like, there's no minor, right? There's no minors in this situation, right? I'm not doing. Yeah, I don't believe there's no minors. Oh, I'm, no. I'm cool with my. I'm cool with the internet shame. You think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything <laughs> illegal. To me, to me, I'm not doing anything illegal. Like, did I rape any? I ain't rape anybody. I nah. I don't. Not at all. I'm not having sex with a little kid or a teenager. Nah. I'm cool. I. Just say like, yeah, he paid eight dollars for some sex. I'm online. Okay. He's still in the coaching staff, right? He he just was suspended. He just suspended for thirty days. Yeah, thirty. He's been suspended for thirty days. Well, they said it's the nature of the crime. I mean, he was trying to have a consensual (laughs) encounter with another adult. You know, it's just, of course, it's illegal. That's the only thing. So I don't think it's going to be something that is continuing to be talked about. Now, in his position, though, it's not a good look. If he was looking to advance his career, like Rick Pitino yeah. got another job because he's Rick Pitino. Of course. And, and he wasn't, of course, com- he wasn't um, committing a crime, but he was committing adultery, and then the details of it were very embarrassing for him as well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, people see past that. If Maryland made the tournament run, I guarantee you this won't come up, except to say, look what they overcame. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, okay, man. It, 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 it would come up. If, if they were still in the ACC and they had to go to Cameron Indoor, um, oh, those yeah. students at Cameron, That's cool. they, they would they, they would let oh, him have sure. it. Yeah. I mean, there's so much. He, 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 but he can have fun with that. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, there's so much fun he can have with it. I see a lot of potential. Yeah, Robert Kraft. <laughs> he, need, he need to give Robert Kraft uh, lawyers. Yeah, but I mean, he what? He paid. I mean, I want to see this cop, man. Like That's what, my, that's what I'm trying to figure out. $80, though? Like what was this? This cop was she like? Oh, I want to see this cop. I want to see a picture of this cop. I have, I have a lot of. Uh, I don't I think they. Pro- of, not, I don't think they. I don't think they provided a cop they, uh, a picture of the. They wouldn't cop. do that. They wouldn't do that. I know they wouldn't do that. That's no, because she's she, she's probably undercover that she would continue that work. Yeah, exactly. Can't put you out there like that. I know, but see, isn't like all right. So what, I mean, if he was caught in the strip club, was that bad too? I'm just trying to figure out what's bad. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to. I'm looking what out do you for Mister. Bad. I'm, I'm looking out for Mister. Shingler because you know, like he goes to a strip club, and he drops eight dollars at strip club, and they're doing all types of whatever. I mean, I know they're touching you, but it's all types of whatever. Like I'm just trying to figure out is that bad too <laughs> for his job? Like he was caught in the strip club, was that a bad look? Um, he dropped. He I made drop a honey. <laughs> I mean, if he was going, if he if he was going, okay, if he went to a gentleman club and just dropped a hundred dollars on lap dances, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay, you know, but, but see, once you start to pay, yeah, pay to play, you, you know, that I think that's where you get. Well, I mean, you know, okay, so say he goes to a place like Irvin's or something back in the heyday. Chances are you're dropping a hundred, <laughs> so you're not really just getting lap dances. I'm just saying. Is that a bad look? Because that's probably a bunch of famous folks who went in the urban. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, he ain't um, really, I'm just saying he's dropped $80, $80, and he should have his job back. I, I, that's my belief, that he shouldn't lose his job over this. Well, he's been suspended for 30 days. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think he'll lose his job. I don't think he'll be readily – he'll go back to the bench. Yeah. You know, he may be subjected to, you know – doing scouting reports and, you know, maybe some administrative things for the basketball team. But I don't think, I I think it, you know, I I think it would be a bad look if if Maryland just said, hey, we're going to put you back on the bench after your 30-day suspension. Do you think it hinders recruitment type of stuff for Maryland? Uh, I think, well, I I think, I think if he, I think recruitment, doing recruiting and stuff, um, you know, you got to let you know, let the stink get off of it, you know, maybe like in three, you know, in 30, you know, in, in 90 days. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, um, he'll be able to recruit. I mean, because you can always flip it. If you, you know, if you're going into somebody's house, hey, I've made my mistakes. Yeah. You know, I know, I know that I've been down that path. I can teach your young, I can teach your down that path I can tell him you know what happens when you go down that path the shame and embarrassment you bring to your family 
into your organization and employer, right? So, you know, he could flip it. Sure could flip it. And make it work for him. He could sure flip it. That is true. He can sure flip it. And we're going to end this segment. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Team. Also tweet us at Urban Sports Team. And hit us up on our Urban Sports Team Facebook page. Make sure you subscribe to our Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, Empire Media at EmpireMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the podcast DC after hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. And we appreciate everybody for tuning in. We appreciate Bram for giving us a heated debate. We love that type of crap. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene. <laughs> <laughs> the ages. Yeah, dig. Deuces. Hey, Mega, lead us out, big homie.